four, three. Fuck it. There's no, there's no words That's on tomorrow. it. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Because I've never seen that. Fucking thing sucks. There's no words there. Fuck it. There's no, there's no words That's on it. What's up, everybody? Dark Horse Live, episode. I didn't update the title. Episode fifty, like two, maybe three. I don't know. We fucked up all. We're all, we're all fucked up off the jump here. Dark Horse Live, episode fifty something. Uh, IG is not liking me, everybody. So, yeah, we're not alive on IG. They're mad at me. They don't like our live show. So, uh, welcome everybody on Twitch. Welcome everybody on YouTube. And um, if you're Trying to find us on IG. You're not finding us IG. You'll see the playback version. But anyway, yeah, Caesar, drop a post. So news, news, news. Right off the top of the show, I let Caesar have a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I gave Caesar a mic, and we set it up at his little table over there. He's got a green screen now, his own microphone. You can hear him when he talks. Things are officially like we've stepped it up a bit. It took 52 or three shows or whatever it may be for me to trust Caesar with an open mic. So are you Robin Quivers now? You like his Robin? Yeah, you're just Robin. You gotta, actually, I have my other buddy Matt here with me. Matt, tap on your mic. Is it on? I don't think so. Um, yeah, push that yellow button mute for. Push, yeah, no. Yeah, there you go. Talking to your mic, Matt. Talking to your mic, Matt. Matt is here. All right, everybody, Matt's with us. But right off the top of the show, you guys already know what we do. Sorry for the slow start, but here we go. It's free! Free shit. So I think the reason IG hates me is because I play music, and uh, that's getting me in trouble. So no more Name That Tune for a minute. I think Name That Tune got us in trouble, got us in hot fucking water. Ian, this is live. Um, we only do reruns like... We've only done like three reruns ever, but now people are like, well, I don't know if this is live or not live anymore. It's like, dude, we've taken off like three weeks. And we played a replay, and we put a giant thing on the screen when it says this is a rerun. But uh, everybody, we are live. So if you want to win, how are you going to win? What are we giving away this week? Slamming pie. I have a lot of these. I need to give them out. Slamming pie. Let's do the first three people. 
to email Caesar. What is the code word? Uh, social lounge. Social lounge. First three people to uh, uh, social lounge. Oh, the description says rerun. Yeah, it's not a rerun. That's why people are like, what the fuck? Sorry, Ian. You're right. Touche. But anyway, I didn't update my titles. It's not a rerun. This is live. Social, say clubs? Social. Lounge. Lounge. Social lounge. Social lounge is the keyword, and it's on the bottom of your screen, Dark Horse Genetics Live. We will pick the 15th. Matt, pick a number. 17th. 17th. Caesar, pick a number. 23. 23rd person to win. Got it? Three people, three winners. And uh, how's about everybody who... Uh, has won something on this show once again i should be caught up so if you don't have your shit or a tracking number then hit us up and i'll try to sort it out for you but i'm confidently sitting here right now telling you that i'm caught up but uh yeah all right everybody so what are we going to talk about on the show tonight um we're just fucking around um believe it or not it's hard to get guests sometimes because people are flaky and cancel but um we're just going to fuck around today and chat chit chat a little bit I have Caesar, Mr. New York City here, and I have Matt. I don't know what we're going to call you anymore. Just uh, Mad Matt. Mad Matt. <laughs> uh, Matt here. Matt's an uh, owner, uh, experienced operator, a grower, geneticist a geneticist. He's, Matt's done a little bit of everything, so he's got a wealth of experience. But what I also wanted to talk about in no particular order is cannabis uh, social lounges or co- consumption clubs. And I think we'll start with uh, we'll start with the consumption clubs, but I'm gonna bring my guests in. Are you masking up or no? I'll make a big deal about it. All right, so all right, <laughs> bringing in our guests, bringing in our guests. Let me find the button. Hold on. Bang! All right, everybody. Here is everybody. There is Matt and one Caesar, and that's my dog that has no name. If you have a name for this dog. You should put it in the chat, because I can't come up with a name for this fucking dog. He chews everything. He's kind of a pain in the dick. But, uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, look at Caesar over there on his own desk. It's all official and shit. Look at that. His own fucking desk now. He's really moving up in the world of podcast life. Worked hard for this shit. Worked hard for this shit. You gotta talk directly in the microphone, though. I'm gonna tell you. I worked hard for this shit. There you go. There we go. All right, so what are we going to talk about, boys? Let's talk about first the cannabis consumption lounges. This is something that's happening in Denver, Colorado. So as right as we said, New York went legal, which is a huge news story. But what I think is a bigger thing, actually, not bigger than New York, but a big, I don't know, as New York goes legal, we'll be transitioning in Denver, Colorado to something new. So in 2016... The voters here passed a law that says we can smoke cannabis. You can get a license and attach it to a business and smoke cannabis in, in a store. Uh, it wouldn't be like the dispensary. It would be like a tasting room or a yoga lounge or a, even a hotels can get the license. Um, bars, restaurants. The main caveat is going to be there is no liquor at the place where you are serving these. This cannabis can be consumed. Um, now the thing with Denver is is they. It was 2016 when they passed it, and they didn't at all even like push it through. They they delayed it, blocked it, delayed it, blocked it, and here we are, 2021. And in July 1st, the licenses are going out from the city of Denver. And the state already has their application set up or all their regulations set up, so stateside's good. 
then you have to go to your local jurisdiction. The local jurisdiction, they're finalizing the rules right now. But starting July 1st, we can get us licensed to smoke cannabis in a club. And um, I don't know. I wanted to hear what you guys are thinking about it. I'll tell you right off the bat. I'm jazzed up. The rules are going to be, I think you can sell one grant. There's two licenses, just a license for consumption only. So you can smoke and people can bring their own product or whatever they want and smoke it. There's another license for consumption and sales. And the sales will be similar to a dispensary, but it's going to be a one gram cap, um, a 10 milligram edible cap. Uh, and uh, I'm not exactly sure. Is there, yeah, edibles, flour, hash. There's one gram, ha one gram cap on buying hash. As, as far as when I say cap, that's like per transaction. So think of it like a bar. When you go up to the bar, you're buying a bottle of beer, and you go back to your table and you drink it. And when it's done, you can go up and buy another bottle. So you can buy a gram. When you go back to your table and you smoke it, after you're done smoking your gram, you go back up to the Bud Bar and you buy another another single serving of cannabis. Um, I'm not sure how the edibles are going to work exactly. Like, like it's so I think it's single course. So if you oh. want like 10 milligram oh. courses, maybe people can like somehow come up with restaurants where they serve up a bunch of courses somehow. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, initial thoughts. I'll ask both you guys, Matt. Uh, initial thoughts when you hear cannabis lounges. Were you aware that this was happening? I, I know you plugged into Denver. Yeah. So I I am kind of kind of knowing that they stalled it, and it's been years and years, and all the operators have been you know trying to get this moving to you know create more revenue um kind of alongside delivery not to go off on a tangent but i think they were part and parcel and everyone's been waiting for one or the other or both um i think it's a good thing i think it's going to allow for more brick and mortar development of denver which is important especially sure. with this pandemic and how much of a retraction contraction there has been in um real live interaction brick and mortar stuff so totally. there is delivery too i didn't say that denver is not going to offer delivery service which is it, pretty cool are they launching at the same time same time okay yeah july so 1st. they stalled us for five years and now they're launching both at the same time yeah. yay denver way to go <laughs> um it is a bit it. like too late almost it's almost frustrating it's like dude we passed this so fucking long ago we could have used this so fucking long ago we needed it three years ago right. there was a point where the industry stalled little and we were like cool lifeblood for smaller one shop operators totally. um so if you have one shop and you can deliver you've just expanded your reach you've you've, you've opened up your footprint so i, I like i'm i was more excited about delivery than social consumption but since the pandemic i think I the lounges like everything up are where it's like whatever wouldn't get passed because of that what like got passed because of too much empty space too much square footage from food and beverage going right. out of business totally and that's the thing about it too is like i don't know the i'm not sure how it's going to go there's another part of the bill where they open it up to i think social equity license applications or something like that which sounds all great because cannabis is predominantly white dudes with white dudes' money invested in, and there's very little to almost none minorities represented as the ownership stake. So I see what they're trying to do, but I guess my question is, and I'm treading on some kind of thin water here, but it's like, if you're going to uh, allow all of the existing operators to go to the back of the line, I don't know if that's exactly how it works, but we go to the back of the line so that we can allow some you know minority social equity type people to come in, and this might sound bad, but it's like, it costs so much money to play. It costs so much money to play. There's kind of a reason why these minority groups and everything else to this point 
haven't been involved because they didn't have the investment capital. and capital to stay through all the bullshit. And I'm like, so you're going to introduce a bunch of licenses to a bunch of people that really can't afford to play at the moment. And you're going to fuck their whole lives up in the end. It's like, rather than introduce the license to the social equity people, they should introduce funding or capital to the social equity people so that they can then be successful. I don't know how Caesar. it's going to be out here, but in New York, they're going to offer grants and loans and all that stuff. That's the way to do it. Bri yeah, bridge loans, stuff like That's that. That's the way. To, I, I mean, I know how competitive it is in here. And if you, and we've talked about it on this show. If you don't have two years of rent to let your building sit empty while they bullshit you around on licenses and everything else... It's like you're setting up some people to fail, and it's kind of a fucked up thing to do. Which, again, kind of speaks more to classism than racism. You know, I don't disagree that the industry is, is predominantly white, and I think that's reflective of where the money has flowed from. And so, unfortunately, it's a money issue, not, not, not as much of a race issue as a money issue. It's and a class issue. Class, yeah. That's why I said it's classist, yeah. not racist. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure it's racist too, but and that's we got to figure out the money. We will got to get the money into qu and qualified businesses. That's what I wanted to say is it doesn't matter what color people are. They've got to be qualified operators to run a business. Yeah. And so there should be a vetting process. You're qualified. Excellent. We need to get you the capital to let you even things out. And I'm like a capitalist at heart. You know, when I started my dispensary, I started with a $20 sales tax license and it was, you know, battle of the best weed had it. And none of us had money. None of us had to know how to do it. So I like the idea of resetting that in some sense where it's like, yeah. all right, let's go back to anybody that knows how to fucking do this and come in the game and do that. And I'm sure we'll see some people rise out of that that become stars and make successes out of themselves. And that's great. But I do fear, and maybe this is a, a bad way of looking at things, but I do fear for every two or three successes that come out of it, you're going to bankrupt like 500 fucking people yeah. who aren't necessarily ready for the dream. But it's not right to say you guys can't play in this dream because we don't think you're going to have enough money to do it. I That's mean, why the vetting plus the money sure. should be a more successful strategy, Another, which, which typically happens. If you're going to give people money, you typically vet them. Right. I mean, you should if you're going to give them a lot of fucking money. But <laughs> another thing that I want to talk about briefly was like Colorado has now introduced outside income for or outside investment twitch is glitching twitch is glitching sorry twitch i don't know how to fix it permanent economic interest i think is the term yeah so essentially what we can do is take money from outside places and um it that's been happening for a minute but big money has come into colorado and i'm looking at it like okay what is going to happen to these social lounges i literally i have a fear and maybe i'm wrong about this but i have a fear that it's going to be huge like cannabis world like they're going to invent some club or like huge money, like Marlboro or somebody like is going to come in here and be like, I'm building the mega mega. I have $50 million to build the coolest fucking club you've ever seen. And then there's going to be a million like small bodega lounges where you can go in and like maybe do something. But the way that it's opened up is it could be anything from a coffee lounge to a movie theater. I mean, you, any business you can think of, you can attach a license to. So when you think about what's symbiotic with cannabis, what, what goes alongside of it, almost anything that you can do that involved alcohol at one point will be substituted for cannabis. And it might be this place is a cannabis-only nightclub. You know, I think nightclubs are probably coming. I think coffee shops are coming. There's probably strip bars are coming. There's probably, I mean, the, it's, whatever you can think about, it's probably coming. And uh, I'm sitting here going... Fuck, I want one of these licenses. This is one of the things that I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to be able to just sit there behind a bud bar, like we used to, and be like, hmm. 
you know, here's a gram, try the shit, fire, you know. Mm. I've also thought about as like a, just a tasting room for wholesale. What if all of the dispensary owners just got one of these licenses and put it in like a hole in the wall shop and it was not even really open to the public. It was almost like a mafia speakeasy, like social lounge. Like, hey, this is the dark horse lounge. When you want to buy wholesale, you send your buyer over. We take him in the back. We let Sample. him smoke the samples of all of our different flavors. And then he can buy wholesale for his store. It's not even really open to the public. That's one version of this lounge or idea. Yeah. It's like a tasting room. But the other idea is like, shit, Cervantes in Denver, Colorado has been popping off as the weed lounge for 25 fucking years. You know, and I can't imagine they're going to give up their liquor license. But I think, what if there was a spot right next door or something that else you could do? But I don't know. The first thought that comes to mind when cannabis lounge is allowed, what would you do? I, I, I'm a foodie, so restaurant. you know I'm going to try and open up a, a, a pretty clean, aesthetic, nice, airy, you know, true foods type model that is um, using cannabis at those lower levels, you know, sure. 10 milligrams a course, so... Yeah, I can try two or three dishes. And, and for me personally, 20 or 30 milligrams is where I'm at, and that would be enjoyable. We um, used to have a restaurant here called Ganja Gourmet, and it was a pizza place and Italian food, different thing. But the whole menu was edibles and, t- and THC-infused food, and the state just had about a fucking conniption about people having cannabis food and driving home. Remember. Was that Goldfoggle? Yeah. Yeah. That was old Goldfoggle. I remember yep. Definitely. MJ Freeway's brother. So I had this other idea. We'll ask you, Caesar, real quick. The first, your first thought when you thought about we could smoke weed and do stuff now? Puppies trying to fuck you up. First idea yeah, when it came to cannabis lounges. Pretty much like the way restaurants are and the way bars are and coffee shops as it is now it's like i don't drink alcohol like that so when people are like oh let, let's grab a cup of coffee i don't drink coffee either so now it's going to be socially socially acceptable to like yo let's like grab a joint or some shit yeah, like step that. in and grab a joint real fast and hang out at these places so if anything i just think more of a hangout thing as soon as i think of social lounge it's like that's the new hangout spot after hours or like would you want to see an actual music venue there or would you want to see like entertainment there or would you rather just be like a chill vibe this is the after hours lounge muted chill colors see i think any specific like there's very specific things that can make it successful because you can have a huge space and i know how to utilize it versus like a lot of small spaces that can have lines out the you know up the block um trying to get in type stuff but uh i'd say like I definitely would want to see like music venues that are cannabis friendly that uh you know pretty much uh let's say what else restaurants that are cannabis friendly uh the thing with the music though is they're never going to give up their liquor that's their money and it's one or the other you can't hold both and do a cannabis night it is one or the other i mean i do recall like this is kind of seedy but i remember like strip clubs on one side of the strip club there would be like Full nude, but no liquor. It's like you said, it's a street And then there'd be a door. wall in the middle, the wall. and you go through the door, and yeah. on that side of the strip club, it's topless, but they have alcohol. Yeah, you know what I mean? Places like Cervantes and Shotgun Willie's are not like, like you said, they've already got their weed. Yep. See, weed, what's so. more valuable? Is it the uh, the name? Like, let's say Cervantes wanted to get in, would they license their name to another spot to use, like a Cervantes smoke lounge, and open up something like that? It's not a bad idea. Or do you think, is it going to be, like, what's going to be the draw to people? Like, because there's going to be so many opening up, what do you think going to draw people to specific ones that's exactly my thought too and we'll ask the chat if you guys what is the draw to this is it going to be going to like a a super venue super mega like event 
kind of thing, or is it just you want to stop into a local little lounge or something? Um, also, I had this thought, and I don't know if we can do this, but imagine a seed bank. Imagine a seed bank where you walk in and it was a small little store and all the walls were covered in seeds. And you looked up and that was the menu. It was all the, all the seed packs are sitting there on the wall. You could buy them. And you could actually be like, hey, let me get um, stocked and slap. I want to get a gram of that. So if I were to open a lounge and I only grew the cultivars that I sold seed of, and then you went into that store, you could literally try the flavors before you bought the seeds and took them home. I think that would be a creative way to do a lounge. Again, I'm not a thousand percent sure they're going to let us sell seeds in these lounges, but I don't see why not. They're allowing every other cannabis product that is licensed in Colorado to be sold, so you'd probably be able to sell a seed to so, a seed lounge. Let me tell you about this spot in New York. It's called the Happy Monkey. That was a spot that I always used to go to when I went out there. It's uh, a dispensary. It was a smoke lounge. It was, uh, what else did they have? They had like a, a recording studio all together. So... Uh, people would go there, buy their weed, go and hang out, but they wouldn't serve alcohol. It was pretty much just like either buy a weed and leave or buy a weed and hang out here and smoke. And people do it. Like, not everybody's about drinking. So we're talking about New York, right? Yeah. Do you remember Spice Market? Uh uh-uh. uh. It was in the meatpacking district and it was like dance floor over here. <laughs> then over in the back, you had these lounges and they were like pretty nice, big sized rooms with these big, heavy curtains. Is it and they by were like for a, parties of like six or eight? Along the FDR? On uh, the west side? Um, Meatpacking. It, like it was closer to the west. Yeah, yeah, closer to the west side, but not like on yeah. the west side. So anyway, um, you had different areas. So if you wanted to turn it up, you were out here on the dance floor. If you wanted to get chill with your party of four to eight and have a little more intimacy, you were down by the lounges. And I feel like maybe that's a cool venue where, you know, potheads aren't all the same. Some people get wild some people are quiet but still would like to socialize with their little crew so i think well when i think about spain it's cool as fuck because they have these lounges all over the place they're largely kind of like fly by night and disappear and change locations all the time and the name changes and they're sort of legal sort of not Part of the coolness of it but that's part of the coolness of it but at the same time you go in these places and granted, they usually have liquor because they're not so uptight about having a joint in a beer. I don't know what the fucking big deal is, but they usually have liquor. And uh, you can go in there. They have pool tables. I've been in some that are like pool tables, sports bar vibe, t- TVs all over the place, a Sunday ticket going. And you're like, I'm smoking a joint, playing pool, sipping a beer. Like, And it's everything's chill as fuck. Yeah. And I've been to places in like Amsterdam when you walk in and it's like like the Russian the Russian mafia joint. And it's like... You go in in the back, you go to the back room, and it's like, it feels like there should be spies or somebody in there. It's like a cigar room, like all high-end shit, and you sit down, and the woodworking is all phenomenal, and you like slide these roller doors, and you're sitting in this lush like leather booth, and you know a hot Russian chick walks up and brings you a menu of fire weed that you can sip on or, or smoke on, and it's no, just no, like... that's the high rollers, like, yeah. you know, kind of model. So, I mean, I don't know. We also know Shotgun Wheelies, which is the, the legendary strip club in Denver, they have a smoking gun, which is the dispensary right stepping three steps away from their their strip club, and, if they, if and they have a smoking lounge that he pre-built mm-hmm. on top, you know. And I think a lot of people are going to add patios to the roof. If you add a patio to the roof, and you're going to let people smoke up there, so I don't know. Denver's going to become a really pretty interesting place, pretty cool place, I think too. While as the rest of the world starts opening up to legalize cannabis or even medical, it's like Denver again pushes the pushing the envelope or pushing things forward. 
you know, allowing social consumption, responsible consumption. I guess I'll close it on this. What do we think about DUIs and responsibilities and what everyone's going to say is the problem? So f before you do, uh, Vegas is who we need to look to because Vegas creates the experience of a lifetime. So imagine. as far as these lounges go, imagine. let's watch what Vegas does. And that's and, and, what, just know. real quick, that's what I was kind of skidding at the start of the show. I was like, I don't think a small pud like us is going to be able to do a lounge and stand out at all. It's literally going to be... Spice Market was a monster. Whoever it's, did yeah. that had <laughs> billions. I think it was maybe Schrager, or it was it was a New York monster right. who, who knew he was going to win before the game started. I'm intimidated to do a club because I'm like, all right, someone's coming in with 20 million to just make the gangsterest club you ever seen. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I'm going to put one up down the street with some Craigslist your, furniture, your lemonade stand. You know, I'm just like, <laughs> granted, my weed will fucking. It's the the thought is is if I only sell my weed in my club. And stop wholesaling to dispensaries, and the only place you can buy Dark Horse weed is at Dark Horse's Social Lounge, and we're only open four or five hours a day to come in and get coffee and weed and everything else. Yeah. But I can tell right now, no one's gonna want to buy weed by the gram. They're gonna be like, "Fuck this!" So we're gonna have to wholesale at some point still. But again, back to the kind of question: the DUI. You think it's gonna be a fucking issue? How do they treat you like alcohol? People, we're all there's walking bars DUIs. all over the fucking They're place, fucking hypocrites and, and that's no big deal. No, if it if it comes down hard, it's it's such a witch hunt. It's a joke because alcohol has had this. You've had to deal with drinking and driving, but so. alcohol has the breathalyzer where There's they can a legal limit. Yeah, they can tell like you're but you're busted, buddy. Whereas weed, we're all walking DUIs, man. We all have enough nanogram levels in our blood right now that we couldn't drive a car for a week. Here's my issue with the hypocrisy. It's like you have the fucking Great American Beer Fest that happens at fucking downtown and shit. They know people are driving there. They know they're getting drunk, and you know they're driving back after fucking trying all these different beers. Same equivalent to when the cannabis was, the cannabis cup was here. They knew people were going, they knew people were getting high, and they knew people were leaving. Like when it came to Ganjigomai, they knew people were eating, driving, and leaving. So what's going to be the difference with now where people are going to literally be doing the same thing over and over again? Yeah. Eating, driving, and leaving. It's going to be one of these things where we're going to tell everyone to take a cab or an Uber or whatever because they're probably going to set up down the corner. Watch them park, watch them go in, two hours later, watch them leave, and then just pull them over and be like, we know that you were in that cannabis lounge smoking and you smell like weed. and I mean, I don't even know. Then again... As long as it's not like Spain. Remember that time we were leaving the event and they had cops like pulling over every Spanibus, car? Spanibus, yeah. Oh, man. So what Caesar's talking about is in Spain at Spanibus, which is the one of the biggest cannabis trade shows in the world, if not the biggest... It's crazy. Every year the cops go bananas and there's only one or two off-ramps exits to get to the event unless you take some back roads through the city, which a lot of us know. But there's a horde of cars lined up to get out of that place and the cops are stopping every car on the on-ramp and they were swabbing the inside of your windshield. And if the windshield had any kind of residue on the inside of the windshield, it is automatic DUI. But the way Spain does it, it's not like America where they throw you in jail for three days and it's three, four thousand dollars and the more DUIs you have, the worse it gets each time. It was like you got a credit card? Thousand dollars. Donation. We have a we have a credit card reader on our hip. We'll just scan that shit and you could be on your way. And it was more like a thousand dollar penalty to be caught high driving high. And they still drove away, which is the weird part. And now all of the cabs were generally getting waved right through because that's the way to do that. But at the same time, it was like Spain, while it's cool as fuck, the police are also like it's not America. They'll literally just shut down a road and just fucking look in everyone's pockets. Um, but, uh, yeah. Let's uh, transition. Let's transition to uh, New York City. You're damn right. You're dear to our hearts in this right. room. I got a couple of we New got, Yorkers here. All, uh, Fuck, upstate. Yeah. Caesar's going to call me a country fucking bumpkin. <laughs> damn right. All the way up in Westchester. Fucking West bubble fuck. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, uh, Caesar, educate me, dude. I don't really actually know that much. So, so, what was the bill? How can you smoke weed? You smoke weed now? Can you grow weed? You can smoke weed anywhere. You can smoke cigarettes. So, like, how come New York is like smoke weed in public? Where Denver is like, you smoke weed in public. That's we got billboards, we got commercials. We're like, you're not allowed to smoke weed in public at all. And New York's New like, York's a big fucking city that knows where its real problems are, and I don't think they are going to try and mess with that. And frankly, people have been smoking in public places in New York for the last 30 years. Totally. But it was up to the discretion of the cop if he wanted to fuck with you. Which typically, at more recently, I've seen go way lax because, again, that city has real crime, real problems. Oh, yeah. They're not going to hang people up and waste resources <laughs> for smoking a joint. Caesar took me to New York, my first time in New York, actually, coming back from the fucking hellish Spain trip or whatever that we did from Spanibus and we stayed at a layover in New York for a little bit but Caesar took me to New York or Times sorry Times Square and he really wanted to show me that you could smoke a joint and nobody would fuck with him and <laughs> I was in the chat too so he <laughs> and I was like uh that might be true and that's cool and all but I'm not walking next to you and he like wanted to pass it to me and shit and everything and I was just like Go at least a block ahead of me because it was loud as fuck and you could just smell it everywhere and there's cops on every corner. Yeah, dude. And he wanted to like test this theory and I'm I'm just from the age where it's like, you don't test them. Don't test them. I'm from that <laughs> age too and I was blown away when I saw it. I, I returned for a <laughs> visit and I was, like, I was like, fuck it. I smell weed. And like I looked across and there was three people smoking weed and I saw the cops over there and I was like, New York has changed. You know, it wasn't always so easy. I but... was terrified to walk past the cops so I, again i was acting like i didn't know him which isn't the first time i've done that but yeah i was just like i don't know that guy like whatever but i it, think it's an interesting shift from no flower to go ahead and burn in public they're the only That's, state i know that has been like burn in public like every other state's like don't we don't want to fucking see it but in the privacy of your own home you fucks can do whatever the fuck you want but don't you dare bring that shit in front of me where new york is like Bags out, bongs out. Like, like let's go to Central Park and burn. Who's down? No, Caesars parks. You can't smoke in. Oh, no parks. No parks. That's a rule. Okay, uh, we don't want to give bad bad advice here. You New can't Yorkers. smoke cigarettes in parks. Okay. Well, can you smoke on the street? Yeah. Okay. Weird. Got to stay what like about twenty feet the... from building entrances. Typically, but you know everybody's gonna. Fuck I'm just this. saying that's like one of their. What about you know, your 420? <laughs> what about your 420 burnout or whatever you have? Is that gonna technically be illegal? It is legal. It technically is, yeah, as long as everybody stays uh, away from door entrances. And, yeah, within fucking you know CDC fucking regulation guidelines and shit, which I'm enforcing. <laughs> which I'm enforcing. So, uh, in case you didn't know, I'll promote it for Caesar. He's heading back to New York to work on ideas and business propositions and get his foot started in the door here in like a week and that'll be over 420 and he's trying to smoke where caesar uh tkts stairs the red stairs right where the ball drops in times square times square at 420 new york city caesar's putting together a world record smoke sesh Call Guinness Book. I, we should call Guinness Book. Uh, yeah, you should probably be there. Because I have a feeling not only are you organizing a smoke out there, there's probably another hundred people organizing a smoke out there. Like, well, they ain't gonna take over my shit. Well, you, you'll definitely be the loudest one there. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, let's so let's talk about like what's rolling out. I don't even know any of the rules. So, so if Dark Horse wants have... to do a dispensary there, how the fuck do I do it? I ten million dollars. Yep. Starting add zero yep. to that, my friend. <laughs> hundred million. Zero. They're all. It's all corrupt. So. Start, not going to steal it, For but the I just fifty percent because you, it's you, only 50 50 percent of the license is social equity. Fifty percent of the li other fifty percent is the way it was. Whoever the fuck it, you know has yeah. the bankroll. 
And so it's just like New Jersey and just like Massachusetts and Nevada and how Florida. Jersey gonna won't be. allow you to grow at home still though. I'm just it's low licenses, it's gonna be corrupt. You better have eight nine zeros ready to go. That's too much money. I mean sure you'll make it back, but which is what I'm trying to go back for because I'm 99% sure I qualify for the social equity license based <laughs> off of all my fucking arrests have been fucking cannabis arrests in New York City anyway. So, fucking, and that has fucking prevented me from getting other jobs and doing other things, so. What's but, a license going to cost? Do you have any idea? They've sorted yeah, that shit really out. I put any of that information out, so when I go over there, like the a former lawyer of High Times now works like at head of normal for New York, so I'm going to go and talk to him, Dave Holland. He's going to help me out and fucking... Uh, iron that shit. I'll see what exactly like I what need. steps you cool. need to do. To I mean, if they haven't even released the rules yet, it's good to be prepared. But at the same time, it's you know, it's, you don't even know. But it is abs. It's is it going to be lottery based? Is it literally that all these people are they just doing like say they're capping? We're just going to do lotteries because all that happens in lotteries is some lucky fuck wins and sells it to a fucking medman. Might be lottery. No, because they like say if your name they can't transfer license. So if I qualify for social equity. That stays with me. If I transfer to somebody else, that license is null and void. Interesting. That kind of sucks though, too, because if you you know say you don't have the funding or whatever you may need, you did get it. Somebody else that would qualify. But you see how these work, right? I mean, some of the times you'll be a figurehead. You'll hold five or ten percent equity. Like, do you have to maintain a hundred percent equity of the business, or can you? Join a partnership that says yeah. I'm the license holder. Give away 60%, I'm a five percent equity yeah. holder. Eighty percent for the, money. Would, yeah, you could probably do a loan or something like that. I don't know, like how. But do they not a transfer? But do they allow you to bring on partners? And possibly because a lot of people are looking for a strategic partner. That's what I'm saying. Is like hey, that, I got so. the license. I'm going to be part of I don't know if they're giving this. up equity though. Say again. I don't know if they're giving up equity though. Well, in order to do stuff like that, I don't know. If they're gonna have to if they want to be your partner. I don't know how it depends it's on who out. gets the license. I say one, well, the guy that has a license has the power, but that's how they start fucking. That's why I got a tattoo of a knife in my back because once you actually hold the license, I don't know what the fuck to do with it or what you have or you know what I mean. It's like the sharks come chomping, dude. And yeah. when the sharks come chomping, that's why. As, if they know it can't I mean, be transferred, then I got, they can't bother. I guess. I say I got one of the first fifteen licenses in this state, and like I know what it feels like when you have something of value. And then people just want to come in and like shark it in some way, make you sign stupid deals, or I don't know. I had a this is unrelated, but I had a dude come into our shop at Delta Nine one time. I'll never forget this. It was kind of crazy. This is like straight out of Hollywood casting. A guy comes to the fucking front door. He's like Armenian or some shit. He's wearing all kinds of chains and gold and all kinds of shit or whatever. And he knocks on the door and he comes in and uh, they're like, This guy needs to talk to you. So I talked to him. He's like, I want to buy all your wheat. I'm like, what do you mean all the weeds? Like, I want to buy everything in the store. And I was like, that's dope, but we can't do that because I have other people and customers and everything else. You know what I mean? And then he turned around and he's like, I just buy the store. How about I buy the store? And he's like, I'm, I have, have diamond mined and like Israeli, I'm an Israeli, Israeli diamond miner or some shit like that. And he had some whole backstory and he was going to give me like $4 million for this fucking shop. And I was just like, yeah, you give me $4 million. It's yours, dude, or whatever. But like, I had the lawyer actually check it, and turns out like his money was definitely going to be super illegal, and for me to get that money to cash <laughs> out was going to be a real bad look, and might invest in, invite investigations and everything else. So we had to quietly turn down like a huge amount of money from basically a criminal organization that wanted to buy in. You know what I mean? And I can only imagine what's happened in New York. I mean, yeah. When you talk about organized crime, Is organized crime still run the city. Is that of course? Is that yeah, since uh, fucking mass surveillance and omniscience is pretty much like New York City. Like, you think the mafia is going to take over weed? 
Uh, I don't know about that, but everything went underground. Like you don't see people like fucking corner deals. Running numbers on the corners and shit. They don't do lottery on the like I used to see in like the. I don't know shit about New York. Like there was this one candy store. Like I used to live right around the corner from a candy store that fucking did that. Like she would take numbers. The lottery. Yeah. She was a known fucking. And she sold candy. Yeah, and the front was that she sold candy. (laughs) I mean, you got to sell a lot of candy to keep a fucking shop. You mean running a book? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, in the way they pick the numbers is what's, like, the horse races or some shit. So, you just play. I mean, that's why they took the lottery away from the mafia, too, because it was a huge cash cow. So, they were just like, we'll make a state-run lottery. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Either way. I do wonder, though, how they're going to be able to regulate cannabis in New York City. Also, where the fuck are they going to grow it, man? Is there warehouses? Like, There's definitely warehouses. I only went to Manhattan not- and some other spots. So, I'm like, there's nowhere to grow weed around here. This is what I want to try and go over there and talk to somebody about. It's like, look. Fucking ever since, you know, everything, the world changed. I don't want to say specific words. Uh, ever since the world changed, um, there's so much office space all over that's not being used. They can transition to use that office space for cannabis-related stuff. Or they can just take a ride up to Hudson and <laughs> They could. I know. Space, uh, Mr. Upstate here. Mr. Upstate. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's where you'll see it, I think. Yeah, that's that's where there's a lot of space. Upstate. There's no reason to go in the... the what is, I think New York City is the most expensive... Some of the most expensive real estate in the world. Yeah. It literally goes vertical. I, I don't think cannabis will have a, a place as far as growing goes. I think you'll you'll do that in areas where There's it's warehouses not... for sure though. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. What's the, the square footage for a warehouse? I probably big. Don't know, but it's as far huge as hundred thousand square feet, no problem. But the problem is those developers, and the rooftops. They know they ha- they know what they have. Just like Denver. they're dirt men. And they're going to keep those things until New York is back to where it's at, you know, up and up. And then they're going to sell for more development. I mean, we pay, what, $22 a square foot or something for commercial fucking warehouse space in Denver, Colorado, which is some of the highest in the nation. Watch New York go. If you think you're going to grow weed, add a zero. Yeah, that's crazy. Parking spaces are $200 a square feet. That's crazy. Dude. So, I mean, come on. No one's growing weed. What's an eighth going to cost? Level. If you had to guess, but street being grown in or the industry. industry. No, in the industry, like in a store, the first legal eighth to be sold, guess the price. Let's 70. all let's all put our number yeah. in, and we'll we'll see what it costs the day that they sell the first bag of legal weed. Seventy before tax for an eighth. Yeah, with 13% yeah I'm going tax. with Caesar. I like seventy, 70 on an eighth. Tax. I'm going at least eighty, dude. The first you got to think, like first guy that's illegally had to have that racket for at least even two three days. He's pimping that shit. You think in only Manhattan, like New York City has other boroughs, and it's not as city as manhattan so yeah we were we, that was a manhattan conversation that's a good point well that's the other thing about new york is i envision it to be somewhat like la where i learned the hard way that people don't really travel for cannabis or for weed they don't do a three-hour drive liquor store mentality they go to their it's neighborhood convenient. shop that's why delivery is going to be fucking massive out there it already is what do you think happens to the cartoon network types places now they just all disappear they get, uh, go no, for the licenses black market is forever gonna thrive sure and, oh. and some of them come forward. There was an operator in Colorado. Because watch I these, won't name them, but these fucking they were already services. doing it. And when all the licenses came out, they said, oh, we'll just step out of the shadows. Oh, you mean delivery? No, no, no. Oh. Going from black market. Oh, doing like a warehouse, basically. To industry. Yeah. And so the, like Caesar said, right now, all like the delivery is black market. And you said, well, what are they going to do? Is it disappear? No, half of them are going to come out of the shadows and half of them are yeah. going to stay in the shadows. But people are going to still go with black because like, you know, like when regulated delivery comes around, they're going to slap on their own tax and they're going to get their cut for the delivery plus the tax you already got to pay. You know the fucking black is not going to charge that. So. Do you think it'll be 
more like Vegas where they kind of their price stayed high, the wholesale pounds are locked in around two grand, or do you think it's gonna be more like Colorado or Washington when pounds slid all the way down to like two hundred bucks? Mind you, you can have five pounds of your house. So people locally probably in New York, like, yo, just hit. Yeah, you can have five pounds of your house in New York now. Personal, personal. That's an <laughs> insane amount fuck. of weed, dude. I'm stoked on that. That's like, <laughs> that's a lot. Dude. So if I knew my neighbor had weed, I'll be like, yo, can I buy off of you instead of hitting up a delivery service? Which is gonna happen. Yeah, you know what I mean. Find a lot of people. I think it's gonna stay more like Vegas. The prices they'll they'll keep their prices high as far as m- most of the five boroughs go. Well, I that's why I wonder is like, will it be almost mafiatized where it's like. We we're together on this, and we price fix, and our fucking pounds are no matter what in this industry are going to stay up to this price wholesale. Or is it going to be like the Colorado cutthroat game where it's like, oh, Sammy over there has got fucking pounds for thirteen, I'll do them for eleven, and then eight months later, pounds are two hundred bucks. Boroughs and see, New York State, and there's going to be two different things. Yeah, you're going to see on. people quality, quantity, all that shit. Same shit. Seen, like you see everywhere. Like there's definitely like the heady connoisseurs. It's going to be like another SF or LA or you know something like that where people like definitely will spend the money for the premium, and there's definitely that market out there. <laughs> what yeah. celebrity fuck wad is going to be the first to fucking like claim it, stake it? What? You know, some celebrity is going to try to like me. <laughs> Talking about shit rappers or somebody. Y'all no. can't take that from me. It'll, 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 I don't know who it'll be, but some somebody's gonna try to be like Mr. New York City Weed Man. Me? It might be Cookies even. No, I won't allow that. New allow. Jersey first. Since when is he there. a New Yorker? Yeah, I mean he's not necessarily a New Yorker. That's true. I feel like Fat Joe or even Jay Z. I think maybe one of the athletes could do it. Yeah, like some, one of the sports athletes maybe. I could see A Rod coming out with some. A Rod's got bank. Line or yeah. Something. <laughs> you know. yeah, there's gonna be a lot of rooftop grows too, probably, and like community gardens. Can you grow right now in New York City? No, you have to wait until at least the end of the year for them to like. So it's under this fictitiously weird moment in time. Where weed just magically appears at places, but you're not allowed to grow it. Yes, so you're legally allowed to have it, but you can't legally grow you it. You can't grow it, yeah. You can magically have it, but yeah, if y'all need genetics, y'all know who to hit up. <laughs> Get Interesting. Ahead of the curve. Do you know if you've heard kind of what they did, I think in Arizona, where it was like, I guess they haven't probably said this, but they did radiuses. Where if, it's a, if you're by a dispensary, a certain mile radius of a dispensary, you're not allowed to do a home grow. Kind of some bullshit, but Arizona, oh, yeah, that's, Arizona um, put dispensaries all over the state in strategic spots. It basically covered the entire state in the radius so that you're not allowed to grow <laughs> home grows unless you're in like the Four Corners area sticks. or some stupid ass yeah. hit like Sticks Town or something. Yeah, just a dumb way that dispensaries have blocked home grows to make them buy their shit weed. Blah blah. Nope. But you uh, no fucking this because it's already to the point. If they can allow everybody and anybody to grow. We already have power outages in June, July. <laughs> and the power goes out. There's a million there's AC units get hooked fun. up. Yeah, with million ACs plus like all this. Sh- yeah, the power. I'll tell you gonna- what. Oh, I wow. feel you, but New Yorkers don't have the fucking patience or the time to be growing cannabis. It's a New York minute. There's they got money. Of- they don't got time. So Here's I bet thing. you we're not going to see as many differences between Colorado and New York. Colorado is all about like let's do it ourselves. Let's make some beeswax <laughs> and make seven things out of it. Look at all the New Yorkers are like, yo, I want to pay for it. Like, I, I, get the fuck sorry, out my dollar. way. Yeah, I got shit to do. Hey, come here. <laughs> sorry, dollar. Sorry, bubble. Um, there's still gonna be those people that are gonna grow. Right. They are going to grow it at home regardless. Totally. I just don't think you're gonna see it in the per capita type of numbers. Like in a state like Colorado or Michigan, um, uh, New York, you know, is- Washington, Oregon, hippie states. I say New York is New gonna York's have to do state. some sort of weird cap on like 
where you can grow though because if you let all the projects and all those towers that's what I was it, trying to but get but that's at. how it's it even, was hold Remember on hold on like, not even the ACs though I'm talking like people, just the smell of weed in everyone's apartment complex all across New York City I feel like that's people are going to be like day. what the fuck is going that's on every no day. no the smell of weed is so fucking what like but the thing about it is like there's going to be people that know about it being legal now they're going to want to try and grow and not be educated enough to know like you know wiring and fucking all that shit Burn they might start fires and shit like that so there's going to be a lot of that going on yeah, so. code violation type of shit. But That's there's why. been whole buildings. Like, I used to read in the High Times magazine back in the 90s, Bronx build-outs. And it was a whole building. The super was in on it. Totally. And, and it was a blown-out commercial building. Duke Diamond. Weed. Did he tell that story publicly in my outing him? What? Who? Duke? Duke Diamond? About the top floor? Yeah, is he no, ever... he said that... Pub- yeah, he had, like, in the Bronx. And the super was paid off, right? He had the whole top... Because you don't pay... Li- you don't pay... As I say, there's no projects. power in the project. No yeah, power you don't bill. pay light, gas, water. You don't pay none of that. You just pay phone and cable, like, and that's up to you. But light and gas is pretty... Light, gas, water is the most important. But yeah, he had the whole top floor of one of the projects <laughs> uh, in the Bronx fucking, like, all plants. You don't have to pay light, and he just blew that shit up. So, when you say top floor, how many apartments are we talking? So, it depends. Like, projects can have, like, up to, like, 20 f- floors, 15, 20. I thought projects were, like, government regulator or some shit. How does, like, they dude, are. like, so the super just started lying about there's fictitious people living in here and gave them the whole top floor or something? I like, don't know, but the cost is based free? off of uh, your income. So, it's usually, like, however much you make. So, like, um... What you call? My mom's lives in the projects. So she, last time I see, when she first moved in, her rent was like two fifty. Two hundred fifty dollars. Two hundred fifty dollars. When did so she move in? Like nineteen sixty four or something. No, this was like 15, 2015. Get the fuck out of here! Your mom pays two hundred fifty dollars rent in New York City in two thousand fifteen. Well, projects because the projects base the price of the rent off of your income. It's like Section Eight kind of shit. Exactly. Yeah. Still, two hundred fifty dollars, like. But that's why people stay. I'm not the saying it's a never dope house. I'm just saying, like, two hundred fifty dollars, dude. No, but that's why people stay there, and never move it's out. Gross spot. Like, I'm just used to fucking paying three hundred bucks rent and fucking living here, no light, no gas. That's why a lot of people stay there forever. Like, so you, you have no bills. Years, like no bills on that two fifty. No, no, no power, no water. Yeah, no utilities. Phone. Not that's on you, so phone yeah. cables on you. You have I'm to add that in. So getting my hood education real quick, everybody. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't know how shit goes down in the hood out there. That's, I know it's hard out there, but at the same time, so that's what made it good. I give me a couple of those apartments, dude. I come out of the hood real quick, like no power, <laughs> dude. I fucking, but I blow that shit up. Just get used to paying three hundred dollars rent, four hundred, five hundred. It depends on like how small or big the apartment is, where it is, and stuff like that. When you moved in. But ninety percent of the time, it's based off of you. But if you're a super and you could deal with twenty less tenants, and sure, double rent because you know I'm gonna pay you three hundred a month for every yeah. apartment that you're letting me have for three hundred a month. Yeah, I could see it. I'm not. I'm in my the vision of New York in my mind. I don't know if this is insulting to you guys, but it's like corruption everywhere, and I don't even have a problem with it. I'm just like. Everyone's corrupt. You could pay off anybody. You need to go to dinner somewhere. You just takes a couple hundy in the old palm, and money you got talks. a table. Like that's just New York. That's also like Vegas. Like Vegas is just money talks. Well, like, that's not insulting. Yeah. I, I, I I like that. I, I mean, I like I, to operate. That that's way. kind of like, the way I. If you know what it is, then you don't be mad at what it is. You just play the game. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And but uh, yeah, I also saw New York expunged all records. Yep. Which applause for that one. I, think we I don't know about felonies though. I'm pretty sure it's all low-level shit, but not felonies. I don't have the applause. We'll give the cash register. Either way, yeah. Um, But yeah, the fact that they rolled everything back is 
cool. Do you, do you know if you have to do something? Do you have to go down and file papers, or is it just like I think it just we're just gonna roll it off? Or a, no, they said like a hundred million or something like that. Just hundred million records yeah. just disappearing. Awesome, yeah. good. How That's how great. were the cops before? When it came to weed, I know we just talked about walking around Times Square wasn't bad. I'll speak for Caesar but and like, say there was a difference between whites and minorities. The way they handled it? Yeah, yeah. it was. It, 80s and 90s were not so great for minorities with minor drug penalties. The and, stop and frisk bullshit yeah, that they dude, implemented was, and just were looking up. for dime bags on anybody and everybody. Yeah. And, but like over like, <clears throat> what, 80, was like 82% of the people that they stopped that were, uh, what was it? 82% of the time it was like whites that had drugs on them. But uh, most of the arrests were happening in the lower income. They were going into areas that were heavily populated with minorities yeah. and, and, and arresting people there instead of sure the fancy board, white neighborhoods and bullshit, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, well, as far as growing though, specifically, was it a big fucking deal to get caught with plants and a big yeah, grow? Growing was a was it they slapped ten years on you? Or was it here's probation, dumb fuck, don't do it again? No, no it's you were going to jail. Crime. Severe crimes. I, that's what I, I always grew up under the extreme fear of going to jail. Do you think most? I mean, you guys are speculating here, obviously. That's why I left. Do you think most cannabis in New York to this point was grown in New York or imported from like Maine or other places? Mass. I can vouch Boston. that New York was a powerhouse producer. So they grew all. The, you think a lot of it was grown? The Catskills in 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 the state. Oh yeah. In my mind, I just figured it was something like Amsterdam, where it was like. All this is import weed, but they don't care. I mean, there was a, there was a, a lot of BC, percentage of it that is import. A lot of BC bud coming from you know Canada, Vermont, and down. Yeah, the Beaster days, all Be- that shit. Yeah, Beaster bud. Uh, but I'm thinking those Wall Street guys wouldn't they pay top dollar for some I, bullshit weed all the time? And that's what I'm telling you. I know of, there's there's right breeders there. you might know um, <laughs> from the NYC area. Sure, there's a few of them, and they're old and cranky and grouchy motherfuckers. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. <clears throat> and uh, yeah. T- like houses, Catskills, Adirondacks, Mountain, because New York, the boroughs are not New York State, and that's what nobody gets, and and that whole corruption thing is true, through and through. But there's a lot of upstate land and mountainous areas and places where nobody's watching you or paying attention, and a lot of weed got grown in in the state of New York. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder if they're gonna loosen up on like their indoor consumption. Although they don't have the rules, like Colorado just kind of rolled out this thing. Now that they're like, smoke weed anywhere, we don't give a fuck. Anywhere you can smoke a cigarette. I wonder if, like, I don't know, amusement parks or like Coney Island or just. Coney Island's all outdoor, though. Still, I feel like they're like you can smoke weed almost anywhere. Movie theaters. Like, I feel like they'll loosen up. Being New York, in certain, certain neighborhoods, they'd be like, yeah, we all smoke weed in this movie theater, bro. Like, if you don't like it, go somewhere else. You know what I mean? Or just something like that will kind of happen. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like. You give New Yorkers an inch, they'll take a mile. As so, long as as long as someone can put some money in their pocket. Right. If the wheels yeah. get greased, you're gonna see that stuff. If if the right people aren't padded, not gonna happen. Well, I also wonder if High Times will come there with a cup being that that's High Times' home base forever and if they can actually do an event in Times Square or some shit and or some crazy, you hmm. know what I mean? I we, we're always. Like, it's funny. Their headquarters was always in New York City lawyers. on the address, yeah, but their lawyers. Their Cali. Their 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 mentality is all Cali. It's yeah. like they fast only, and loose. They only recently moved to California after like forty years. Or yeah. so. I, I know. I'm just there. The way they operate. Well, they've been through many CEOs. Cali style loose. Right now they're just they buying weed, wild and 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 that's just an operational style versus like yeah I, I got that it was on the forty fifth floor of you know 
Madison Avenue, blah, blah, blah. But they just never came off as MedMen. Right. Caesar, York. you could speak to a little bit. It was strictly a lawyer's office, wasn't it? Or was it a shared workspace? Trans High Corporation. But they let you guys yeah. smoke weed in there forever, pretty much, right? It was a How do the lawyers? How do the lawyers let you smoke weed in the back of their office? They had the whole floor, so yeah. they could do what they wanted. That's still pretty ballsy lawyers. I know they're lawyers, and they're like, whatever, but initially, were the lawyers in the front of the office? Because it was probably like, you walk in, it just looked real lawyery. You had to go to the back, where it became like the high times place, where there's a bong and some couches and some weird shit or something. But 90% it was, of it was the back office. As soon as you get out the elevator, it was like glass door, and it said Trans High like, Corporation with a desk. It's like receptionist. Yeah, and receptionist right there. They go to the back and get whoever they needed to come up front. Huh. I'm kind of surprised that they were able to get away with what, I mean, they're publishing a magazine. They went after Mark Emery like a motherfucker. He sold seeds, but at the same time, you know, they don't really like when you put in full print in a fucking newsstand, like, drugs to them or whatever the fuck. And those guys are like patriots in many senses, but I just, uh, yeah, it's a little bit crazy to me. Speaking of New York, I just think of High Times as very New York in my mind as far as, like, the history and what what will they roll out. I think it's an interesting perspective that you, you say that because I, I feel that too. But to me, their hist- their their future is more in event promotion. It's weird because I mean we're off topic a little bit here, but it's weird. You're right. I, I maybe you know a little bit more than I do, Caesar. But like they literally stopped doing the shows. I know we're talking COVID or anything, but they stopped doing the shows before that in favor of doing these city dispensary shows and largely it's around regulation because i think the regulation started catching up to them where they couldn't get the permits they needed in certain places and or they had to throw the same event every time in nas event center in california and it got dried out but i was just like i don't know they to me high times now with denver with this license that just came out or social use light or some consumption license that just come out there's actually one for a thousand bucks that you can get for a like an event as long as you get like a nine, I think it's 120 days you have to apply. It's a thousand bucks and you can have any event with, with cannabis consumption on it, hmm. maybe even sales. So literally it's set up for high times to come in and do it again and do one of their big shows. And I know the breeders love it because they were always home runs for the breeders, mm-hmm. but the shows trickled to a slow death. High times changed CEOs, changed what they do. And now they bought dispensaries in California. They're literally in the weed business and they do the cups sort of, but they're only industry cups. And I don't know, do you have any idea what's going on? The magazine's obviously not even printed anymore. It's online only. No, the magazine is still around. Oh, it's still printed? I guess it went down for a while, but from what I know, it's uh, back up and running. They have issues out there. But we all look around, and we know digital's the future. Totally. I understand why they have that issue. The magazine's not what it was. Nothing's going to change. I still want to shit and read high times, though. Yeah, that's what I don't really want to hold my phone and read shit. I feel about physically holding a magazine, like especially if I have work in it or you know something of mine shows up. Agreed. I just think we can all say that times are changing, and we are from a bygone era (laughs) where high times was like porn. Yeah. And we used to open up porn, too. Yeah. And where do you watch your porn? On your fucking phone. And where do you watch your porn? On your phone. And I want on my phone. No one's opening up a Playboy in this room anymore. I remember at a time, I so thought just, it was it's, it's really changing. weird to look at porn on your phone. I thought that was so strange the for what? a while. I thought it was really weird to look at porn on your phone. For the first year. It was a long time. <laughs> and then it's like... I had oh. a roommate that had an iPhone, and he's like, oh, I look at porn on my phone all the time. Oh, I was like, time. wait, you look at porn on your phone? It's like, I'd pull that shit up on a laptop, but now I wouldn't dare pull porn up on my laptop from search histories and everything else. It's like, (laughs) well, either way, we're way off topic now. But uh, yeah, so 
New York City weed. I don't yeah, know. the future of high times. That's we, we made it an hour just purely <laughs> bullshit. I'll give away some more seeds. But uh, New York City weed or Denver ca- Cannabis Consumption Lounge's final thoughts. Um, what do you, you have any final thoughts, Matt, on the future or what's coming? You know, I'm excited uh, as, a, as a born and raised New Yorker. Um, my friends are excited. I'm sure Caesar's excited. So Damn right. I think... Uh, Good times are on the horizon, and I think that's the same for for Denver. I think it's going to be a good shot in the arm, and uh, bring some some cool times back. So, bring it's it on. what are you, what are you trying to do? Like, it, we'll just put it on record now. We'll, we'll, you can look at this in twenty years, like a time capsule, if it still exists on YouTube somewhere. Uh, right now, as you get ready to go to New York for the first time in legal as or cannabis has become legal. And you obviously have a passion and a desire to be in that industry. What do you want to do? And we'll maybe we'll check back one day and see how close you came. But what do you want to do in New York City in the next ten to twenty years? If I had it my way, if I was able to get the licenses that I was able to get, definitely would want to get one. You know, at least a grow. So grow dispensary and consumption lounge. Smoke lounge, grow and yeah. dispensary. The basics, what you need. Yeah, I mean that'd be that'd be dope. We'll check back ten, fifteen years. Or we'll be maybe we'll do in the podcast from well, what are you gonna call it? Caesar's Caesar's Palace, <laughs> spelled differently. Nope. I'm not giving away no names now. No names yet. No names yet. We can't even name a dog, let alone a dispensary right now. Stay so. tuned. <laughs> All right, everybody, let's do free shit real quick. One last time, three more people slamming pie, trying to give them out. You want it? Uh, code word an email on the bottom of your screen darkhorsegeneticslive at gmail.com what's the code word gonna be uh, Matt Dirty Frankie Dirty Frankie for all my New York Pearl Jam fans <laughs> <laughs> Dirty Frankie um, email that in the subject line darkhorsegeneticslive at gmail.com and uh, you'll let's see I'll do the 12th Caesar pick a number uh, 29th. 29th, and Matt, pick a number. Read my mind. <laughs> that was your number. That was my fucking number. 35. 35, there you go. Those those people, what did I say, 12, 29, 35, those people will, 12, 29th, 35th, those people will win pre-seats. All right, everybody, that was Dark Horse Live. We don't even know what episode number it is because it's been a shit show tonight. But uh, we'll catch you next week, same bat time, same bat channel. Peace, everybody. Thanks to Matt, and thanks for Caesar for hanging out tonight, guys. Thank you. Peace. Little boy with gay fish come sit on my shoulder today. Little gay pair with fish sit on my shoulder today and make me a fried shrimpy dish with some soy sauce, baby. As the beat drops Super super fry Super fry Egg roll Triple fry Fry rice Triple fry rice baby Two for one Egg roll Super triple Fry rice Triple fry rice baby Don't forget the soy sauce Chan 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 There's my gay fish song dudes What?